Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, fun fact, this podcast was born out of a newsletter that we started way back in 2012. People really seem to like it, and we think you will too. It's a quick hit list of 10 things we've discovered recently that we love. Everything from recipes to beauty products to books to tools to truly anything that excites us. We send it every Monday. We do take some holidays off, and it's free. Sign up at a thing or two HQ.com. Here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Or join our Geneva and tell us there. And tell, tell everybody there. else tell who's in there. our Geneva. So winter semester is, <laughs> is upon us. <laughs> it's upon us. That's our peg. I don't know we, if you can tell that's our peg. It's winter quarter. Well, winter quarter. Winter quarter. As, if you as, come from a quarter school. If you come if you from, if you're on the quarter Chicago, system. You, yeah. It's mm-hmm. winter, it's winter yeah. quarter. For what for others, it's yes. uh I guess it's spring, it's spring semester. semester. Yeah. yeah. So that's why winter quarter is highly specific. You're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Winter quarter or spring semester. We don't Harvard is on the semester system, we think. Yeah, I think so. Well, we don't know, but we do know that they have a Taylor Swift course. And you probably all know that at this point, too. But the interesting thing about this is that we're kind of obsessed with the professor who's teaching it. She is just absolutely charming. So the New York Times did an interview with Stephanie Burt on her class called Taylor Swift in Her World. And it is just like everything about it. So the description of the class is each week she pairs some body of Taylor's work with some body of work by other people. And so she said, we are reading two different Willa Cathart novels. We're reading a novel by... James Weldon Johnson about a performing artist who's got a very different relationship to his own career and in his hands. We are reading a contemporary novel by Zan Romanoff, who we love, Mm -hmm. about One Direction fandom. Which, editor's note, you've read this. It's called Grace and the Fever. Grace and the Fever. And it's so good, right? I really want to read it. Delightful. We're going to read some Wordsworth. Wordsworth being a Lake District poet. She sings about the poets of the Lake District in England. Wordsworth also writes about some of the same feelings that Taylor sings about. Disappointment in retrospect and looking back and realizing that you're not the child you were, even though you might want to be. We are reading Coleridge's Work Without Hope. Work Without Hope, of course, being Coleridge's version of You're On Your Own Kid. He, of course, there is doing so much work and I absolutely love he, it. Of course, is where we first fell in love with this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I would say that is where I was like, oh, I love this person <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I loved also 
So the interviewer says, a Harvard class about Taylor Swift feels ripe for detractors. What would you say to people who might criticize such a subject as unserious and not worthy of rigorous study? And she says, this is a course that includes plenty of traditionally admired dead people who've been taught in English departments for a long time, who I not only admire, but am teaching in this course. Taylor's work is a spine. If you don't appreciate this body of songwriting and of performance, that's not my problem. But they should remember literally everything that takes up a lot of time in a modern English department was at one point a low prestige popular art form that you wouldn't bother to study, like Shakespeare's sonnets and in particular, the rise of the novel. Can I quote Wordsworth? The interviewer says, please. Others shall love what we have loved and we will teach them how. If you're going to teach people how to love something that they see as obscure or distant or difficult or unfamiliar, your best shot at doing that honestly and effectively is to connect it to something that people already like. I mean... We, you and I spent about 10 minutes probably just mm-hmm. interrogating the idea of others shall love what we have loved and we will teach them how. It's, it's like, should perfect. a Wordsworth quote be the tagline <laughs> of this podcast yes. is basically the question. I, I wh- what we say is things we think more people should know about. Yeah, but, you know, but that's not what we mean. What sometimes we, mean is we call ourselves professional enthusiasts. What we have loved, others will love and we will teach them how. That is our life's work, our <laughs> life's mission. It is our life's motto. Yes. Like, it is truly, what I, it made me think about something that happens in my marriage, which is like, when I think something's really great and Chris is like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, no, but is it, like, you're not How enthusiastic great? enough. How great? How and he's great? always like, okay. I, everyone needs to love it as much as I love it. And everyone if you don't, it's to. because I haven't done my work. Right, right, right. I think that is actually the inherent part yeah. of this. That it, like, I have that, failed somehow if yeah. you don't love it enough. We, the we will teach them how. The, like, <laughs> I will the teach will you teach. to love this. It's such a beautiful quote. It's beautiful. I, yeah. And bless this woman for bringing it into our lives. I really, I think that they will offer this as a, like, a remote close mm-hmm. the way they did the Yell Happiness yes. uh, class. Yes. It just feels like mm-hmm. there's no way because also it's just such good PR. I'm thrilled about it. Quickly, because we can't, let things have a moment without us saying that they're having a moment. Sometimes well before they're having a moment. Attention. Attention. <laughs> attention. <laughs> attention shoppers. We um, do need to be, we've never been a podcast who could maintain a segment, but the blank is having a moment. Like <laughs> the, the moment needs to be a segment for us because we're just always throwing spaghetti at the wall and saying it's having a moment. I feel like spaghetti will in fact <laughs> be one of the moments. It's usually a food thing that's having a yeah. moment. So you know the right way to say this. Pincho. Pincho, yeah, yeah. P-I-N-T-X-O, mm-hmm. that T and the X make that ch ch <laughs> Is that a, um, uh, uh, a Catalan? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a type of Spanish tapas food. It's a skewer. Yeah. It's it's the Bloody Mary garnish, it's but like, on it's without a Bloody Mary. Exactly. It's like the cornichon and the um, olives and olives the anchovies. anchovies. But like the two kinds of anchovies, like mm, your white anchovy mm-hmm. and like- The bocarones. Yeah, the bocarones, yeah. exactly. Like, and I think it's important to me, to have mm-hmm. both anchovies represented. On the same stick. Same stick. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Per- and always on a cute cocktail toothpick with a little flourish on the end. Yeah. You know the ones that have the twist tie at the end? That yeah. Like, look yeah. like. Or like the little ball. I love a little sphere at the end. We went to a party recently where there was a beautiful display of these. Beautiful. It was in a gourd, right? Like a long thing. Okay. Gourd. So like at a, the party we okay. went to, it was in a baguette. It was in. Oh, I got it swapped. Okay. Yeah. You know those baguettes? They definitely are not. They have a different oh, name. They the, have the like um, the zigzaggy. Leaves. They're yeah. leaves. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like yeah, a V shape almost of leaves sticking out. Yeah. yeah there exactly. Is te- it makes a like a zigzag. Yeah. 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 So that party was catered by Woldy Casina. Yes. And on his Instagram, he had a version where it was like a long, thin, windy gourd was yes. the centerpiece, and they were all stuck in that. 
I loved this. Yeah. I feel like this is like also very good January having friends energy or like whatever of just like we're going to make this thing. Maybe you're doing this and like a salad or something like not a whole situation. It's just so easy. It's so easy to eat. You can eat it standing up. Yes. It's oh my God. You know, the piece that we're missing from this ingredient list that I love so much is those little the tiny little pickled. They're like uh, peppadou. Pep- the, yeah, the peppadou, yeah. but like the baby, you yeah, know, the baby yeah, ones yeah, that are yeah. like teardrops. Yes. Um, oh, those. Yes, I do know those. Yes. Those are nice. Um, those were on the ones that he made. I, and that yes. was like an exceptional addition. I think that these are happening more. I think they're happening more on the internet. So I think soon we'll start getting like completely perverted and not in the like kinky sense, but like just a perverted version of these featuring like cheese puffs or who knows what you like. Gummy candy pinchos. I, I, I do think that gummy candies, I do think, I'm I'm envisioning It'll a scenario. It'll be like a dessert pincho. I'm envisioning a scenario where Swedish fish is skewered. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be a nod to the anchovy and it will be <laughs> funny. Actually, I don't know. I'm kind of into No, it. I know. It'll be funny the first time and then it's going to go <laughs> it's just gonna get left. out of control. It's going to go. Yeah. There's another internet thing that's happening or happened because by the time this airs, Christmas will be over. On TikTok, people are putting skewered charcuterie ingredients into foam shaped like Christmas trees. So then it looks like, like a Christmas like, tree. Like almost like flower foam. Like yeah, exactly. Energy. Yeah. I object to the name. It's being called a charcuterie tree, but it is essentially pincho stuck into a cone and it looks like a Christmas it's, tree. It's this year's butterboard. It is this year's butterboard. I don't hate it as much as I thought that I would hate it, but that is happening. We're already starting to see an evolution of the art form. Like that for this to like, I just feel like there's so much opportunity to stay true to the art form without <laughs> and and still play. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just don't think we have to go so far left. So one, the PSA is that Despaña, mm-hmm. the very good Spanish grocer in Soho, sells pre-made pinchos, yeah. which is just Smart. like, I mean, yeah. not that these are hard, that to make, hard to make, but it's but like, sometimes, yeah. but sometimes, exactly. Yeah. And maybe you just want like four pincho and you don't want to buy like maybe. the entire, like, yeah. maybe it's just like you and your friend yes. having a cocktail. Yeah. Two, this made me think about the greatest Bloody Mary of my life, mm. um, which was the Prune Chicago Matchbox. Do oh, you remember this? No, Bloody I Mary? don't. Kind of ish. So it had basically it was just like heaping with it was like heaped with pickled vegetables mm. skewered. Yeah. So it was like the the pickled radishes, yeah, Brussels sprouts, good. the caper berries. So this is the type of evolution I would like to exactly. see. Exactly. Like this I welcome. Where you're being like, I I put a pickled Brussels sprout on my pincho and that was unexpected. Yes. Right. Can we keep it within the acidic, salty? Can we maintain focus? Can we maintain focus? You know, I'd be okay with like maybe some cured meat or something. Totally. Fine. But I think that that is still like part of the genre. Yeah, exactly. Like stick within the genre. But I I also, I think I'll like it the first time somebody does a funny candy one. I saw the other day an Instagram reel I can't remember which ice cream brand is to blame for this. And they're so lucky that I don't remember. <laughs> it was like a charcuterie board of ice cream oh things, Claire. What? There was like, t- there were like all the ice cream toppings and then some fruit. And so it was like caramel and fudge and whatever. And then like ice cream cone pieces. And then they and put ever- like three scoops of ice cream in separate bowls. And people were like dipping the things in the ice. I was like, absolutely not. Psychotic. It's like a cousin of the skillet cookie. Kind of like that's so the, mean to the skillet cookie. Well, sorry, but I'm like it's the same kind of germ factory for well, entertaining. It's a it is definitely a germ factory. No one wants to eat ice cream without a spoon. <laughs> this was like oh, a spoon you were supposed free. To eat. Oh, you were like dipping. Okay. Yeah, you that's were, tough. No, no, it was ice cream as a dip. Yeah, that's tough. 
I th- I did go to a five year old birthday party the other day, which this is o- only very tangentially related, but it was a decorate your own cupcake thing, and it yeah. was bowls of all of like toppings that shouldn't be on top of cupcakes. But it's a very funny and entertaining thing to see where a five year old lands with. Where that. did it's they land? So like ugly and yeah. absurd and over the top. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's the entertaining segment slash um, having a moment segment of this podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to amazon.com backslash Purina. Thank you so much to Olive and June for sponsoring today's episode. I am really vowing that this will be the winter. I will not have bleeding cuticles all the time. I am just, <laughs> wow. I like where we're setting the bar. I think it's a perfect Thank place. You. I think well, it's a perfect place. I think I'm just too old for it. You know, yeah. it, nothing uh, makes me feel more like a child than to have bleeding cuticles. And girl just, nails. Like, raw. Girl yeah. nails. And I, I mean, there is only you, there's one solution and it's like just to actually take care of your nails and to take care of your hands. And I do think that Olive and June's system, the Manny system, it, it makes me more conscious because I'm going through the steps. I'm cleaning things up. We all know cuticles are a great mystery, right? You're like, is it the nail? Is it the cuticle? Is it the skin around it? I don't know. You just have to do everything. And Olive and June does give you all of the professional tools in their Manny system to just make it happen. I also feel like maybe I'm going to try their press-ons because I think the thing with the press-on is it kind of protects the cuticle a little bit, right? Like it, the, you don't yeah, have as easy sure. access to be It's like a hat it. for your nail, you know? Exactly. It's, exactly. A, it's a hat for your nail. 
So hold me to this, okay? I will hold you to this. With the Manny system, you get everything you need for salon quality manicure in one box. Olive and June's salon grade tools are designed just for DIY. You can customize your box with your choice of six polishes and Olive and June polish doesn't ship and last seven days or more. I mean, the stuff on my toes, Claire, is like three weeks. Wow. And it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. With Olive and June's press-ons, like, like Claire is potentially interested in, they look very real. They last so long. They have so many sizes. You can find the perfect fit. They are non-damaging. It's a mani in less than 10 minutes. And they are an Allure Best of Beauty winner. Only 10 bucks a set. Easy removal. All of this. So good. So fun. Visit oliveandjune.com slash a thing or two for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D. J-U-N-E.com slash A-T-H-I-N-G-O-R-T-W-O for 20% off your first Manny system. Are you single and struggling with dating or in a long-term relationship and want to take that next step? Or maybe you've been together with your partner forever and you want to spice things up. We Met at Acme is a dating podcast for you. And I really hope you come check it out. I'm Lindsay Metzelar, and we have so much to talk about together. So check out We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts, and I can't wait to meet you. Okay, also having a moment, though. But I think not even a moment. No, you're right. I think this is like one of the, I think this this is a secret secret life of girls girls segment, (laughs) which has become our beat. We're experts. Would you say? I I don't even know if we're experts. I think we're channeling. It comes to us. It's coming to us. It comes to us. Like, I didn't know about this, but I'm thrilled. I I don't even own AirPods, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) So someone submitted as a thingy wearing only one AirPod. Never could we have anticipated the volume and level of enthusiasm of responses that we got to people saying, yes, of course, or this is very important. And there were a number of reasons behind it. And by the way, everybody's doing this. If you're not doing this, you're going to be doing this. So baseline, like from a just super utilitarian perspective, a lot of people were like, yeah, because then you're charging one. And then when the other one dies, you can swap it out. The air and the spare. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Take a moment. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, Erica. You know, I have, you know, I will not- be selling an AirPod case that has <laughs> Will and Harry on it. You know, I will never give you your flowers about a pun if I don't mean it. Because between you and Chris, I'm like, okay, let's keep it moving, people. <laughs> but wow, that was good. Thank you. That was really, really good. So yes, the air and the spare justification. Wow, I'm I'm crying. I'm so moved by that. A lot of people being like, I need to be able to hear my kids. Or like I'm crossing the street with a stroller and yeah. I'm not going to walk around with yeah. two AirPods in and a stroller. Like that's a bad idea. A lot of women just like wanting to be safe and be like, I need yeah. to hear my surroundings. Like this is why I know. feel like what's, I don't listen to the, like I don't listen to music or an audiobook or whatever on the yeah. subway because I just don't like to like not hear the. And well, also the, the subway announcements. Like, I mean, as the if idea you could that possibly you could decipher them. them. But yeah. Yes, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And a lot of people just being like, yes, of course, I've never worn two once in my life. The um, I've never worn two once in my life was like, <laughs> why have you been waited till now to tell us? Yeah, no, truly. Um, it's just this is how people are doing. And the 
I did feel like this could have been a solution to my marathon conundrum of I need to listen to music when I run, but I really wanted to hear the crowds too. Yeah. This is such an important part of it. And I'm like, oh, that's the answer. Well, and the charging, which was a whole other journey. I mean, I was carrying around two sets. I recall. An error uh, and a spare, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Errors and spares. Errors and spares. Um, a funny thing has happened, and we'll, we're going to get back into Notes app, but as the Notes app discourse has unfolded on our social media channels, there have been the men who are like, it's not just women who use Notes app for everything. And I just, we know that I'm sure men are also doing this, but we just like actually just, don't, I, there's we no, don't care. We, we don't care. Like we there's don't just care. like, there's no space for men's rights activism on this podcast. We just like Hashtag don't. men too. Totally. Welcome. Um, come yeah. on in. But like, we let's not make it about you. But what I think, so I, and we can get into this with the notes app too, but I do think that some of the, the explanations of why people were wearing one AirPod did feel distinctly part of the female experience. Totally. (laughs) What, you mean safety? (laughs) Yeah, fear of who who the fuck knows when you're going to be attacked. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Yes, yes. Should Um, we do the Notes app update while we're on the updates? Let's do it while we're here. Yeah, yeah. This will be the third time we're saying, wow, this Notes app (laughs) thing has really taken off. Well, okay, Claire. For context, the first time we talked about it, was more of just like how you and I use Notes app and that this is like such a core part of our existence. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, yeah, me too in here yeah. all the ways. And yeah. so we started talking about that. Now I think, yes, there are more ways, mm-hmm. but now I think we're zooming out to the like broader cultural implications. That's what's interesting. So we posted a reel about this on Instagram and a TikTok of it. And the TikTok commenters were really the ones who sort of zoomed out for us. Yeah, for sure. Some of the comments were just so good from this. The number one being... It feels like men are creating a million useless apps and we're taking one very simple app and creating a million ways to use it. Correct. It was perfect. This one I thought was really interesting because something you and I were talking about recently is the intimacy of the Notes app, how raw and vulnerable and truly intimate Notes apps feel for people. Yes, yes, yes. So there are sort of two that I think are a little bit paired. Okay, so you share yours and then I'll share mine and we can talk about the... Is mine the first one? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My man can check my texts, DMs, snaps, whatever. My notes app, however, is the vault. Because we have privacy and not tech using it for targeting us as an audience. The the other one in here? Yeah. Forget my search history. When I die, my BFF needs to delete everything in my notes app. I think the real thing happening here is that there are so few private places on yes. our phones anymore. Yes. Like, and listen, I'm not mm-hmm. here to t- say yeah. that like Apple's not surveying what we're putting yeah. in our notes app. Like yeah. that would be foolish right. of me. But we're not getting targeted ads. Yeah. We're not getting, no one's like trying to sell us something in our notes app. Yes. Also, I was thinking about how I f- used to feel like a photo album was a place for that. Mm. And it's not that I hate the like one year ago you were doing this yeah. or the like seeing pictures of all yeah. these, but you get the sense of being surveilled. You mm. feel the surveillance mm. of here are all the pictures of this person. Here are like whatever, whatever. And your photo album is also something that you pull up in front of other people to show people. It's also like where someone would think to look. Like your yeah. notes app truly feels like no one's going to look under that cushion. Because you assume it, right. It's because boring. people assume it's like a grocery list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone made some comment that was like, basically, if a person stumbled upon my notes mm-hmm. app, it'd be like Harriet the Spy, like <laughs> movie. Yes. Like it would just be like what, like right. the journey to like yeah. solve this like truly dumb, yeah. like mystery would yes. be. Yeah. Well, and someone else was like, it is at, at once like the most mundane and deeply emotional personal private place. I think it's a fascinating portrait of a person to see their notes app. Some other great comments here. Some of these are, are more oriented towards just like what people are using it for. And there was a lot of that. 
I liked this one. My entire list of things I need to remember my narcissistic ex actually did. So every time I miss him, I will remember what actually happened. But it's still... It's so intimate. It's so intimate. And it's so like, it's like a bit journaly. It's a bit therapy. It's a bit like, it's not just like a grocery list or like packing list or whatever. But it's probably also that, which is part of the thousand percent. Yeah. I also love this comment on our TikTok, which was just, Jessel on Real Housewives of New York using it to keep track of why she doesn't like people. I just think that's so funny and so illustrative of a person. And I've watched one episode of that season and now I love this character. It's so funny to me. The idea of communicating with people via notes Mm -hmm. app also became a thing Mm -hmm. of like tagging people. Yes. And, you know, being able to like chat in a notes app, which I just hadn't of course, the shared note is yeah. a thing. Yeah. And I, I just hadn't really like thought you about it. You hadn't thought of it as a text message replacement technology. Exactly. Yeah. We learned, we got a story yeah. from a listener about a friend who like a breakup, like mm-hmm. via like whatever. Just read it. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This yeah. person, I, I realize this person's quite a good storyteller. A great storyteller. Yeah. non please, yes to moi style. In follow-up from recent Notes app discussion, I have a juicy but honestly hilarious story of a shared Notes app gone wrong. My friend was seeing a guy very casually, and he eventually ended things over text, which she had no issue with. I later found out from another friend that the guy had drafted the, quote, breakup text in a shared trip planning note he shared with his then-girlfriend and other friends. Their trip's group chat started buzzing about this draft and asking each other who wrote the breakup text. Eventually, it came out that he wrote it, and the trip fell apart because he and his girlfriend broke up. And my friend didn't know she was the other woman until I shared this story with her months later. <laughs> it, what an incredible short story. Incredible. Yeah. There was also someone brought up sort of in relation to this practice that a lot of kids use Google Docs in school because yeah, yeah, the social yeah. apps are all blocked. And someone else responded and was like, that's so funny. That's how I found out my husband was cheating on me. There is just a lot of, there's a lot happening here. Yeah, there's a lot. A ton happening here. Another the, thing we did not touch mm-hmm. on that I think yeah. is very important, and I feel like we owe people an apology. The notes have aesthetic. Mm. The like celeb apology mm-hmm. of it all. Yes. And then a friend of mine, Katie, DM'd me a Crocs ad from over the holiday mm-hmm. season that was like in the notes app yeah. format, like, mm-hmm. in, you know, whatever, in the notes app Well, style. you know why? Because it conveys intimacy. It conveys intimacy. It's like it's that, your friend telling you. Well, it's it's like not that very brief period of email marketing where like glossy and outdoor voices were sending marketing emails that looked just like plain text, like, you know. Like a letter or like a Like a letter that yeah. the CEO yeah, yeah, yeah. sent you. Yeah, yeah it's, totally. In, it's, you know, it's intimate. It's intimate. It's an intimate aesthetic. You know what? As a subreddit, of this topic. Please. Somebody commented, ugh, what's the screenshot version of this? Which spoke to me deeply. And you, we both screenshot things all the time as a form of note taking and then, you know, review our screenshot folder as basically like an agenda item. Like, what do I need to, what have I screenshotted for you? Because there's no log, there's no way to log it. There's no. (sighs) So something that I, I really, really wish is that iPhone photos had some metadata field where you could tag a photo with a word yeah. so that you could search it later. And obviously, like, it now reads text in photos, and that's super helpful, and it, like, can is doing certain kind of knows what a dog is if you search for that. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it knows your name. Yeah. Uh, so it will find photos of you. Yeah, yeah. But I really wish that you could just somehow just write a note about a photo in, that was attached to the photo so that you could then search for it, because I think that would make the screenshotting 
And also what I used to call visual note taking, which was just like, I want to remember this thing. So I'm just taking a photo of the sign, the name of the restaurant or whatever. Totally, totally, you know? totally. If they're going to bother tracking all of these things, yeah. I just want something out of it. <laughs> That's right. Give us something in exchange. Someone coined the term or just hashtagged it girl yeah. notes. Yeah. Which Perfect. just felt like girl notes. Girl notes. So girl just dinner. that is the gift. Yeah. Girl notes. Let's put it into the world. Girl notes. Girl notes. I had a thing to tell you about. I love the writer. Yes. Ella Rizbridger. Mm -hmm. She wrote the book Midnight Chicken, which is like so heart wrenching and joy giving both mm -hmm. like and then she has a newsletter called You Get in Love and Then mm -hmm. as part of her holiday gift guide this year, which was the best holiday gift guide I encountered mm -hmm. personally. She's British. Much of it was not applicable to me because it was UK based. Yes. But she did an exceptional job of defining characters in people's lives mm -hmm. in broad terms that also felt extremely specific. Mm -hmm. The thing that was important to take away from this to me was her classification of types of boyfriends and types mm -hmm. of girlfriends. I have asked around and there are two main types of boyfriend, indoor and outdoor. Outdoor boyfriends come in several flavors, of course, but basically they divide up into football boyfriend, rugby boyfriend and climbing boyfriend. It's not that they all play only these sports, you understand, but basically you can divide them into these categories. Indoor boyfriend is music boyfriend. Painting tiny men and making them do war boyfriend. <laughs> boyfriend who could potentially get into cooking next year. Mm. And then she identified women, okay? Mm -hmm. Women are messy and therefore they're harder to classify than men, but it's fair to say you've broadly, as with boys, got your indoor girlfriend or your outdoor girlfriend. Indoor girlfriends are either classy or cozy. Outdoor girlfriends are always wild swimming girlfriends in spirit, if not practice. Yoga girlfriend and running girlfriend are, of course, cozy and classy girlfriends in disguise. <laughs> Do not buy your girlfriend exercise equipment unless it is her joy as well as her necessary motion. I just, these all felt like extremely useful terms. Yeah. And I, it also made me be like, oh, right. Thomas is both an indoor and an outdoor boyfriend. Mm, rare, rare hybrid. Rare hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have an indoor boyfriend. You have an indoor boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm an indoor girlfriend, I had certainly. a moment where I was like, why is she making a distinction between a rugby boyfriend and a football boyfriend? And then I realized that she was British and by football, she meant soccer. That's right. I was upset for a minute. I was like, I'm sorry, that's the same thing. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, Travis Kelsey is just an American rugby player. That's right, that's right. 100%. Um, delightful. I have a unique piece of intel to share. I don't know, maybe everybody already knows this. As far I, I don't think so, Claire. Okay, so I'm just going to start by saying that part of why this was so shocking to me is because I come from Hellman's family. It is one of me too. Me it is too. one of my dad's longest running enthusiasms. I will never forget him saying when I was young, "It's just a great product," and he would say it a lot. Like it's a great product. So I'm in LA. I needed to replace a jar of mayonnaise, and I went to grab a bottle of Hellman's and grabbed it off the shelf. I'm at Vicente Foods, of course, and. I realized that it wasn't Hellman's. It was something called Best Foods. But everything else about it looked the same. And so I was like, is this generic Hellman's? So I go back and there's no Hellman's on the shelf. And I was like, it seems impossible that Vicente Foods would not sell Hellman's. One of the world's greatest grocers. How could they? Yeah. Also just a classic grocer. They're not yeah. trying to do anything interesting, you know, in addition to being one of the world's greatest grocers, which they're, thank you. They're for being a great grocer in a like straight down the middle way. Yes. Yeah. So, I, you know, and, you know, a lot of generic products are designed to look like brand yeah. name things. So I'm like, is this generic? I don't know. So I'm standing in the aisle of Vicinity Foods. Not great service. Grocery stores in general, not, not great, great service. service. Yeah. Too many metal 
shelving units, desperately attempting to confirm that this is, in fact, the same product. It is, more or less. Basically, you cannot get Hellman's mayonnaise on the West Coast. On the West Coast, it is best foods. And I am wondering, because I have spent so much time in Los Angeles over the years, and especially like in the last 10 to 15 years, how often, like I have bought this thinking I was buying Hellman's or at the very least consumed it, not even realizing. And like, do you think there's Angelinos everywhere who have been buying it just thinking they're buying Hellman's? Don't even know. But they've been buying best foods. I mean, it's really fascinating. So here's the deal. The Hellman's brand is sold in the United States east of the Rocky Mountains, Latin America, Europe, Australia, the Middle East, Canada, India, and Pakistan. The best foods brand is sold in the United States west of the Rocky Mountains in East Asia, Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand. The, the territories of this are extremely confusing to me. It, I I can't imagine you, one would want to keep track of it. I think you, that's something you just put like in your notes Like the jurisdictions app. where I'm like, wait, okay, so Hellman's is in India and Pakistan. East Asia and Southeast Asia have best food. Like this is, And it seems confusing. like Australia has both. Yeah. But New Zealand only has one. It does seem like Australia has both. <laughs> okay, so I did a little bit of digging and it turns out what this is, is a story of, of mergers and acquisition where one <laughs> as, bought the- as most modern tales <laughs> yeah. are. But it's, I did not know about Hellman's and it makes me love it even more that it's a New York City product. What? Like put it alongside Temp Tea. So in 1903, Richard Hellman emigrated from Vetschau, Kingdom of Prussia, German Empire to New York City. Shout out Kingdom of Prussia. It does not come up very often. It is, a, uh, there is an, a town in Pennsylvania called King of Prussia. It is named after yes. It is the second. It, it is home of the second biggest mall in America. I didn't know you and Chris were both from huge mall. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that is what we have in common. Yeah, yeah. A mini, mini Apolitan and someone who lived and within forty five minutes of King of Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he married this woman in New York, whose parents owned a delicatessen. He opened his own deli at four ninety Columbus Avenue. Of course, he's an Upper West Sider. It, we could have guessed. Where he developed his first ready-made mayonnaise, dished out in small amounts to customers, it became so popular that he began selling it in bulk to other stores, constantly improving the recipe to make it avoid spoilage longer. Hellman's walked so Rouse could run. <laughs> okay. Hellman's walked so Rouse could run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then he just kept opening factories in New York City. It was thriving on the East Coast, selling 15 million a year by 1927. That's 15 so million in 1927 is wild. So then the California company Postum Foods, which was later called Best Foods, introduced their own mayo, which became popular on the West Coast. They were operating plant in SF. It's the Biggie and Tupac. They, by then, both brands of mayo had such commanding market shares in their respective houses of the country that the company decided that both brands and recipes be preserved in their respective territories. I'm getting a little lost here, but I believe it was Best Foods that acquired Hellman's. You know, the, the recipe apparently is slightly different. That was interesting to me. Okay. A comparison of both products, Nutrition Facts shows that they have the same ingredients and relative ingredient quantities. Best Foods, however, has five more milligrams of sodium per teaspoon than Hellman's, according to Unilever. This makes total sense to me because I do believe that everything tastes better in California, just where you're like, I can't quite tell what it is. And it's, it's probably five, five milligrams, milligrams of sodium. sodium. Yeah. In yeah. that way that five milligrams of sodium would make everything just taste a little bit better. Like a little brighter, a little, yeah, yeah zippier. Yeah. Anyway, Incredible. I do want to know if people already knew this or if I'm just blowing everybody's mind with this piece of intelligence. I want to know too. It just, it also just felt like one of those things where I was like, this should, if, if, the, if this were the case, why were we not talking about it? Why were we not acknowledging it? Why are we not acknowledging it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're all just living with this. That's the show? Yep. 
This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially our wonderful producer, Olivia Mead. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. And if you love our show, you'll also want to join our Geneva. Lots of good chatter happening there. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.